0: How can you do this? Hey guys, how's it going and welcome to another Top 10. Today, we're going to go over one of my favorite characters of all time, Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One. Now, Anakin's got tons of information, canon and legends out there. So you can imagine, really, this list could be, you know, a top 1,000 facts about Anakin. But I'm just going to keep it short and I'm going to keep only 10 here. And I'm just going to pick some random cool things. So I could even make a part 2 of this. So before I digress further, let's get on with the video. Number one, Anakin's visions destroyed him. One of the questions that arise from Anakin's fall to the dark side is if he hadn't had visions of Padme's death, would he have betrayed the Jedi in the first place? He joined the Sith so he could save her life, but in an ironic tragic twist, it was that very choice that ultimately led to her demise. So, if he hadn't seen the future, would the events that created it have occurred at all? The ability to see into the future was one of Anakin's most powerful and prominent powers. However, you should know that after the events of Mustafar, after he lost to Obi-Wan and officially became Darth Vader, he lost this ability forever. The death of Padme is probably the most well-known of his visions, but throughout Anakin's life, he was haunted by the future on various occasions, in particular during the Clone Wars, on Mortis, when he encountered an entity that was the embodiment of the dark side of the force, known as the Sun. The powerful force wielder revealed to Anakin what a dark turn his life would eventually take as Darth Vader. The knowledge of his dark fate twisted his mind, and the vision itself turned him to the dark side. But to restore him to the light, the memory was later wiped clean by another cosmic force entity called the Father. Number two. Anakin was 12 when he built his first lightsaber. One of the most important rites of passage that a Jedi Padawan must pass is constructing their own lightsaber. Anakin joined the Order at a later age than normal recruits, but he was a quick study with a uniquely strong connection to the Force, So when he was 12, he built his first lightsaber. In the crystal caves of the planet Ilum, Obi-Wan took Anakin so that his apprentice could make his saber. The young Skywalker went inside the cave, found a spot, and began to meditate. While in his meditation trance, a specter of a slave and another one of Darth Maul appeared and attacked him. But Anakin was able to handle them easily. When he woke from his trance, he had completed his lightsaber. The saber was perfectly balanced for him, with a hilt that was heavy and rigid to complement his strength, and would go on to serve the young Jedi well, until he lost it in the droid factory on Genosis in episode two. Number three, he could tame beasts with the force. Some Jedi were able to communicate and or manipulate with non-sentient animals or creatures throughout the galaxy. This included Anakin, who trained in the ability from his earliest days with the Jedi. It proved especially useful for him in the arena on Genosis, when he was able to calm down a ferocious reek and even mount it as his steed. The ability remained with him as a Sith as well. After his injuries on Mustafar as Vader, he would go on various occasions to invade the minds of beasts to be used for his own ends. Number 4. Years before his fall, he nearly left the Jedi. Given that the Jedi Council didn't initially want him to join the Order. Anakin was always a little uncertain about his place with the Jedi. But there was a point, years before the Clone Wars, that the young Jedi actually decided to leave. His doubts were only heightened when he developed a friendship with Chancellor Palpatine, whose influence began to push him away from the Jedi. He started to wonder whether he was on the right path in his life. He joined the Order as a child and hadn't really made an informed choice. His doubts only grew over time, until he reached the point where he handed over his lightsaber to Obi-Wan Kenobi, having decided to leave the Jedi, as we can see in this old Anakin and Obi-Wan comic. However, a crucial mission interfered in his plans. He had to cast his doubts and uncertainties aside and focus on the important tasks at hand. Throughout that adventure, Anakin eventually changed his mind and made his own choice to remain with the Jedi, much to Obi-Wan's relief, and later, great regret. But yeah... What would have happened if Anakin had left the Order before the Clone Wars? That's uh, fan fiction for another time. Number 5. Anakin's robes reflected his personality. Now, I've made a video on this by itself a couple years ago, but I'm going to reiterate and dive into a little more here. Anakin always stood apart from the other Jedi. We know this. He joined them at an older age. His power was unrivaled besting every other student and even some teachers. His attitude was unconventional, and he would at times disobey orders and improvise during dangerous situations, usually to very successful outcomes. But his masters and other teachers found him reckless. You can argue that he liked making these little subtle, at times not so subtle, rebellious acts against the order. Even his robes were a bit of a middle finger to the Jedi. They were a darker shade of brown than what most Jedi usually wore, They also incorporated a synthetic black leather surcoat. The black color was probably a fashion choice, but the material itself offered greater protection than traditional cloth, like Obi-Wan's. This came in handy for a man of action type like Anakin, as he would at times jump into situations before stopping to think them through. The robes actually supplied some protection against possible reckless lightsaber strikes, as they were dense and provided armor. Though the outfit, of course, didn't reflect lightsaber strikes, it merely gave him a bit better of a protection and feel. The outfit did have its practical uses, though. The Jedi were still a bit concerned with the obvious rebellious choices Anakin had made in the aesthetics of his robes. Concerns that, as it turned out, they should have taken more seriously. Number 6. Inspiration. Authors, on occasion, when they are trying to come up with a name for their characters, sometimes find inspiration from historical figures. That doesn't really appear to be the case with George Lucas, however, who seemed to have searched for cool-sounding names that reflected his character's function. Like, Luke's last name was originally Starkiller, but was changed to Skywalker, and he is a Jedi and symbolically walks in the sky compared to ordinary beings. With Han's last name, too, Solo was picked only because the character was a loner that lived by his own rules as we saw in the Solo film. Though it hasn't been confirmed by Lucas, it is possible that the name Anakin might have a historical origin as well. There were allegedly giants called Anakim who were creatures in the vein of Goliath from David and Goliath living in Palestine. They apparently reigned supreme and favored war above most things, so perhaps Anakin was supposed to be the more aggressive name, and Luke could have been David to Anakin's Goliath. Number 7. Anakin Almost Became a Slave Again When we met Anakin and the Phantom Menace, he was a slave, which, even after he was freed, was something that haunted him the rest of his life. He resented anyone who was involved in the horrendous trade. So when during a mission in the Clone Wars, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka ended up in bondage. The former slave was probably dealing with one of the most difficult moments for him in the war. In order to rescue Togrutan colonists, who had been kidnapped by Zygerian slavers, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka posed as slavers to get their queen's favor. But she figured out who they were, and Anakin was forced to serve the queen as her personal slave. Because his friend's lives were in danger, he obeyed her for a time. Eventually, he devised a plan to escape at the right moment, while the Queen had to face the wrath of Count Dooku. Only a slave again briefly, he and Ahsoka promised to free the galaxy of slavery after the Clone Wars. Of course, it could be argued that Anakin was a slave his whole life. On Tatooine, in bondage, he had a master, and then as a Jedi, he had masters. As a Sith Lord, he had one master. Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, was never free to be his own man, if you really think about it. He always had to answer to someone else. Number 8. He trained Saw Gerrera. The breathing-impeded extremist in the cumbersome suit Saw Gerrera, who was played by Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One and voiced by Andrew Cushino in the Clone Wars animated show, was a resistance fighter who hated the Separatists and the Empire, and fought them both with fanatic zeal and determination. During the Clone Wars, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka trained Guerrera and his people in how to wage guerrilla warfare against the Separatist forces. Training, which he would later employ with great efficiency, against the Empire, and to some degree would be adopted by the Rebel Alliance, meaning Darth Vader had to fight against the tactics of Anakin Skywalker. Number 9. How he got the first scar on his face. Between Attack of the Clones and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin grew out his hair, grew out exponentially in power and ability, and suddenly had a mysteriously cool-looking scar over his right eye. How did he get it? Well, in Legends, at least, Anakin was on Coruscant. In the lower levels, listening to a recording Padme had left for him, when he was suddenly attacked by Count Dooku's deadly apprentice, Asajj Ventress. She managed to taunt and antagonize the Jedi enough that his temper left him momentarily open for her to carve the scar into his face with one of her lightsabers. But she soon enough withdrew from the duel as she knew she couldn't beat him, though she didn't let on. Instead, she left with the boast that she could have ended him whenever she wanted, but had chosen not to. Number 10. Anakin's midichlorian count. One of the more controversial additions George Lucas added to Star Wars lore with the prequel films was the concept of midichlorians. Personally, I liked it, I was fine with it, but I know a lot of people had issues with it. They were Lucas's semi-scientific explanation of how the Force works, where before, the Force had been more of a spiritual, mysterious galactic energy, and I feel like they still are. However, this was George's scientific way of trying to explain it. I'm not going to get into whether the addition was a good or bad thing. Either way, they're canon. A Force-sensitive can sense the strength of the Force in other beings, but to understand their potential, a count of their midichlorians is made. If the Jedi lived in a video game, you can say that the midi-chlorians are a type of stat level. With Anakin Skywalker having the highest number of any Force user in the history of the Jedi, his count was over 20,000, with even some sources citing it at over 27,000. What he could have become at full potential remains unknown, but it's clear he would have become something incredible, as even with a crippled, burnt body had no equals. I hope you guys enjoyed this random 10 facts video about Anakin. If you'd like for me to do another one with some other 10 facts or maybe even, you know, 10 top powers that Anakin has in Legends and canon as well, just let me know in the comments below and I'd be happy to do that for you. Hope you enjoyed this video. I'll see you in the next one and until then, remember the Force will be with you always. Now, fulfill your destiny.